welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Hello, hello, and good morning. It is Dallin Haas here from Arizona helping you get the most out of your federal benefits and to plan for your federal retirement. So now, today's conversation is about a few nuanced difference, but major differences between a Roth TSP and a Roth IRA. When people say Roth, people always assume that they are basically identical, right? They're, they probably work the same, but there are some major differences that can affect how you should use them, when and how often, and all these sort of things that you really want to watch out for so that you can make the good decision between which one you should use and how and all that good stuff in between. So let's jump right in. And to start, let's start off with the similarities to give some context to our conversation. What are the similarities between a Roth TSP and a Roth IRA? So let's jump right in. So, both a Roth TSP and a Roth IRA are tax me now accounts, or basically you pay taxes today on the money that you put into these accounts, and then down the road, in retirement, when you take that money out, assuming you do it as a qualified distribution, meaning you follow all the rules, you're good to go. That money, plus all of the money that that money earned while in that account, can come out tax-free. So these accounts are truly, truly powerful so that in retirement, you minimize your taxes as much as possible. So they can be really, really powerful. That's the first similarity that you have to understand between these two accounts. They're both after-tax accounts. You pay taxes today, and then in retirement, you don't pay taxes, assuming you follow all the rules. Okay, the next similarity is a five-year rule. And basically what this rule means is from the moment that you start putting money into these accounts, you have to wait at least five years before you can take money out and have the tax-free um, the tax-free on your interest. Basically, how it works, let's say you put in $100 and that $100 grows to $150. Well, you can't take that interest out and not pay taxes on it unless you wait at least five years from the day that you start putting money into these accounts, okay? You can always, at least in a Roth IRA, you can take money out when you need it. With a Roth TSP, you have to do a loan and other things. Um, but basically, to be able to access these accounts, even if you are retired, you have to wait at least five years from the time that you started put, putting money in. So my advice generally is get one started right away so you could get that five-year clock ticking so that down the road, you don't have to worry about that. Let's say you start a Roth TSP at um, 58 years old and you retire at 60, where you can't touch that account and get that money out tax-free until you wait the five years. So you definitely wanna get that clock turning and get going. So that's the second similarity that apply to both accounts that most people don't know about, but you make sure that you know them so that you can use them effectively. Okay, 
Let's jump into the differences. One of the big, big differences between these two accounts is RMDs, or Required Minimum Distributions. Okay, for those that don't know, at age 72, with retirement accounts, most retirement accounts, you have to start taking money out of them. Basically, the government has allowed you to get certain tax advantages by using these retirement accounts up to that point. And at age 70, 72, they say, okay, it's time to start taking money out of these accounts and either paying taxes if it's the traditional TSP and traditional IRA or just getting money out of these accounts so that you get a, a few less tax benefits. That's basically what it's for. You have to start taking money out. But here's one of the big differences. A traditional or a Roth TSP is subject to this rule, meaning you do have to start taking money out. Now, generally you don't have to pay taxes on that, right? So it's not a taxable thing, but your money doesn't get to sit in there and continue to grow tax-free. That's the downside. But a Roth IRA is actually not subject to RMDs. That's a big, big difference. So that technically you could keep money in a Roth IRA for your entire life and not have to touch it and so it can continue to grow tax-free for as long as possible. And that can, can be a huge advantage depending on what you want to do with your Roth TSP or Roth IRA. And that can determine whether you want to roll it over and all sorts of things depending on what your goals are with that money. Okay, so this next difference is kind of a nuanced one between the TSP as a whole and, and IRAs as a whole. So when you retire from the federal government, Assuming you are between age 59 and a half and 55, you can actually access your traditional TSP without a 10% penalty. Now for IRAs, the Roth IRA and traditional IRA, if you touch those monies before 59 and a half, then you do have to pay a penalty, a 10% penalty. So that, that is one major difference where with a traditional TSP, if you retire, let's say at your minimum retirement age at 56 or 57, you can actually access your traditional TSP without that penalty and then maybe retire, whatever you're trying to do, as long as you are retired during that time. So, but one key difference between the traditional TSP and the Roth TSP is that the Roth TSP, you actually do have to be 59 and a half. So I just wanted to bring this nuance up where it's not necessarily a difference between the Roth TSP and the Roth IRA, but it is a difference between the TSP and IRAs in general. So let's say you have money in the traditional TSP. You retire at 55, you can access that money without a penalty, but if you roll, let's say, a tr traditional TSP into a IRA or a Roth IRA, you would not be able to access the IRA accounts until you're 59 and a half. The 55 year rule doesn't apply to those. So I just wanted to bring that up so you understand that nuance where some people retire, right? They retire at 56, 57, and they talk with a financial planner who says, hey, roll your money into an IRA and, and then I'll help you invest it. But what most people don't understand is that by doing that, they may give up that 10% penalty where they're gonna to have to pay that out of an IRA or that they keep it in the tra traditional TSP, they won't. So hopefully that makes sense. So it's a lot of kind of nuanced rules that applies 
just the traditional TSP where you can have access to it a little earlier. And if you are a special provisions FERS, it might be a little earlier at 50, depending on when you retire. So just make sure you understand that nuance and that you don't roll things over when it's not in your best interest to do so. I'm a financial planner, but you have to make sure your financial planner understands those rules so they don't advise you to do something that might not be in your best interest. Okay. So there's a few other small little differences. First, of course, the traditional or the Roth TSP, you can put a lot more in generally, right? For 2020, the limit is 19,500 for the Roth TSP, where if you put all your TSP money on the Roth side, that would be the limit. If you're over age 50, you could then put an extra 6,500. On the Roth IRA side, the limit is much, much less. Right now it's 6,000 a year, or if you're over 50, it's 7,000 a year. So if you're looking to invest as much as you can into after-tax accounts and Roth accounts, then you definitely wanna be using the Roth TSP. The Roth IRA is not bad, it's just you can't invest as much. And also, if you earn over certain amounts, it changes every year, then the Roth IRA becomes off limits. But that earning rule does not apply to a Roth TSP. So if you have super high income between your, you and your spouse, it may make sense to use the Roth TSP. The one thing you wanna keep in mind there is when your income's super high, maybe you want the tax deduction of using a normal TSP, the traditional TSP. So you have to look at that, but there's no rule that says you can't use the Roth TSP when your income's super high. Okay, first of all, if someone is not investing in the TSP at all, just so they can invest in, let's say, a Roth IRA and an IRA, I don't encourage that. They definitely should get the match from the TSP where the 5% match, if they're investing at least 5% of their salary into the TSP, then their agency matches that as well. So at least get that amount. Above and beyond that, it's your decision where you wanna put your money depending on what pros and cons of the accounts you like and makes sense for you, but at least 5% put in your TSP to get that 100% guaranteed return by your agency. Okay. Okay, last difference is that when you invest in the Roth TSP, you're probably familiar with the investment options already, right? The C fund, the S fund, the F fund, the G fund, all these funds, you're probably familiar with that and you're probably investing in there already. And so when you invest in a Roth IRA or a normal IRA, there are hundreds and thousands of different investment options. And if you're good at investing, if you know what you're doing in investing, you might love that. But for some people that aren't as well versed in investing, that might be overwhelming and they may not wanna to have to deal with another account. So that's one other difference where if you use the Roth TSP, you're probably already using it anyway, you have one thing to look at. It's pretty simple when it comes to the investments. And on the Roth IRA side, it gets a little more complicated and generally you have to do it yourself if you're not hiring someone to handle it for you. So that's another nuance that you may wanna consider assuming you're not a full-time financial advisor like me doing this all day long. Okay, so those are the same, some of the differences, some of the similarities between these accounts. And I know I really got into the weeds there, <laughs> right? About some of the nuances and you don't have to understand everything. As a federal employee, you really don't have to get every single thing but I do hope that you understand the broad rules so that you can make educated decisions because the details matter, right? I, I wish they didn't. Sometimes I wish 
that um, they didn't matter, but they do. <laughs> they matter, and knowing some of the details can make a big, big difference just in the small things, whether that's taxes, or that's how comfortable you feel in retirement, all these little nuances, or being able to retire early at 55. I mean, knowing these things without paying the penalties and making the most out of your finances, making the most out of your benefits that you've worked hard to earn, just getting the most out of them, that can make a huge, huge difference. So I hope this is helpful. Please, questions, comments, put it, put it in the comments below, and uh, I will see you guys next time. And again, thank you for making it to the end of my video, the end of my podcast. I hope this brought value to you and your life. My goal with this content is to bring as much value to as many people as I possibly can. So please, if you can, if this brought value to you, please show your support, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, give me feedback about what you wanna hear about, what you wanna learn about, and how you can get more value out of this and so that I could do the very best I can to make this the best channel for my viewers, for my listeners, the very best I can. So again, thank you for being here and investing in yourself and in your future. And I will see you next week.